Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Hello Storyteller podcast. Melissa here, and Meg is here too. Hey, Meg. Hey, hey. And we are very excited because we are doing an interview today with none other than Jessica Byram. So, hi, Jess. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me. No I'm problem. To be here. Yay. We're excited to talk to you about all of the things. I don't know if you've been following along or not, but Meg and I were embarking this past month on, or in August, I suppose, is September now, on a Reels challenge. And your Reels pop up in my, like, in my feed all the time. And so we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about the Reels. But Meg and I kept saying, like, oh, my God, she's so funny. She's so funny. Her work is so amazing. Her work is so beautiful. Obviously, you're one of our Hello Pro creatives, too. And so for, like, it feels like for, like, several months, we've been like, we need to reach out to Jessica and see if she wants to be on the podcast. So I'm excited that, that you're here today. We get to chat with you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I am excited that we're doing it now and I finally have time because my husband yeah. just quit his job in Alaska and he's home now. So I have official office hours and can actually do fun stuff like this. So. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, and two kids went back to school today, and it's really quiet, and it's all good. Oh, oh you're feeling so warm and fuzzy right now, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, yay. Back to school is amazing. My kids started school yesterday, and I was like, bye. <laughs> Peace out, Holmes. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Just kidding. I love you. <laughs> See you in six hours. We'd love to get a little bit for you to share a little bit sort of of your backstory of sort of how you got into photography when you started your business. And I did, I was, I was sort of like prepping for the interview today. I was looking through your gorgeous Instagram feed and your website. And I'd love to talk to you a little bit too, just about the the business side of things too. We'll get to that in a minute. So why don't you talk okay. to us a little bit about sort of like where your photography journey began? Um, so I have uh, my first camera I got in like 2009. It was not even a DSLR, but I did not know that. That's how <laughs> experienced I was. It yeah. was one of those Nikons that just had the big fat front zooming lens on it. So I thought it was really good. Yeah. And I used that for about a year, a year and a half before I finally got a DSLR. And then I got a, it was a crop center and I didn't know that because I didn't know anything about that either right because how do you know all that stuff in the beginning how I had no idea what the know? difference was <laughs> between a crop I, sensor I, I was like know. there's a difference <laughs> yeah no one ever told me and I didn't have a mentor or anything I'm all self-taught and all I'm stubborn and have control issues so I just have to do everything <laughs> by myself and mm-hmm. you know so I figured it all out the hard way I used that camera for about a year and a half also and then went through some things in my life and didn't touch a camera for about three years until Mm. I met my husband while we were working in North Dakota and we met, dated, got engaged, married and pregnant in six months. And uh, I quit that job to just (laughs) be pregnant at home and eat food. Yeah. And we were living with my mom at the time because he was still working out of town. And I had my first daughter when she was six months old. I was already four months pregnant with my son and we moved into our first place of our own and it was a tiny little two bedroom trailer in a trailer court and it was small, but it had white walls and it had 16 windows. And my daughter was in the kitchen one time and she was sitting in like this ray of light that was coming in through one of those abundance of windows. And I literally saw the light for the first time, you know, before I had a camera, I thought I was good. 
Um, it was, you know, oh, I take pictures. Yeah, it's fine. I didn't even like calling myself a photographer. I just said that I took pictures. And I saw her in that light and I started taking pictures of her every day. And I think between that moment and now, there are maybe 50 days that I haven't used my camera. I use camera all day, every day. Um, I officially started my business in 2015 and here we are now. I've been doing it yeah. pretty much pretty much nonstop since. I have always considered myself part-time until just now, which most people were surprised to know that I considered myself part-time because I mm. do shoot a lot. Um, but yeah. I always worked when my kids went to bed, so I consider it part-time right. because I was not working full-time. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I think so many of us that find ourselves, you know, working as photographers, you know, Megan, I've talked about this numerous times in the podcast is you do you, especially when you have little kids, like you're fitting it in right. <laughs> during nap times after bedtime. Mm-hmm. Like there was a series of like, it's probably similar to you too, where three years where I did the bulk of my work between eight 30 and, and one o'clock in the morning. Like that was uh, just... literally, that was my life for the last seven years. Yeah. Um, I love that you can sort of pinpoint that moment where you saw the light. And I, I feel like that, I don't know. I feel like we've talked a lot of different people and there's always like, there's like a, like a moment, like a light switch moment where it's like things sort of shift. And and then we've talked before about how, you know, that practice piece of things, like always sort of like, you know, it's like a muscle that you have to train, like any other thing that you do, you've got to keep working at it and working at it and working at it. Absolutely. Um, and so yeah, I love, I just, I have this like visual in my head of like your daughter sitting in this ray of light and like you being like, oh, okay, I see it. Like I see the light, um, which is just a really cool like visual. And I think a moment to be able to look back on too and be like, this is where things sort of like shifted and changed for me as an artist, because I'm sure you have, we all have, we go through ups and flows and ups and downs of feeling really inspired, feeling really creative, feeling really good about our work and then being like, wow, I suck. I'm awful. <laughs> Can I, I mean, this only, only once a week, though, so. Right. <laughs> it still happens. Does it ever go away? I don't know. No. Hopefully. I don't think, no, I don't I don't think, think it does. does. But I think if it went away, we wouldn't continue to push ourselves to grow, so. I guess that's absolutely really Yeah. If, you, if sure. you get comfortable in what you're doing, then you're like, meh, it's all good. Yeah. Like, what, what more do right. I have to learn? You know what I mean? I don't like being comfortable. I don't either. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. No, you got to push yourself outside of your comfort zone there no so, comfort zones here <laughs> or or just constantly being like it's okay for me to step outside of my comfort zone and and try something else and it's you know it's funny I was um I was thinking to say the day like it's my kids are at, at an age now where I've got three boys and they're older they're they're twins that are eight and uh, my oldest son is 11 and they're like not not into getting their picture taken right now so it's actually been it's been a little while since I like sort of like shot for myself personally. And I, I feel like I'm feeling that now. And I don't know what this year has been like for you, Jessica, but for me and my business, it's just been like insane. Like it's so busy. And so I am feeling, I am starting to feel that like, no, I need, I need to like take some pictures just for myself that have nothing Mm -hmm. to do with any client work. And how do you sort of find that balance, especially with having, you know, bunch of young kids and and just sort of like making this switch to like I guess maybe proper full-time not that it wasn't full time <laughs> before but how do you sort of find your way to still sort of shoot for yourself in the midst of all of that well so I started the summer with the intent of doing like a hundred days of summer project and I think I two mm-hmm. so <laughs> I <nailed it> back. <laughs> and 
honestly, I really kind of took the summer off from like forcing pictures to happen for my kids. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was more intentional with using what I want to do for myself is use my cell phone better because yeah. I don't always want it to be an event because for a long time, mm-hmm. I did take my camera everywhere. I took pictures every day. I had to, I felt like I just had to document it all in this really artistic way. And I'm actually forcing myself to use my phone more intentionally so that I can be more present in these things. You know, my kids are getting mm-hmm. older. They don't always just sit and play with something. They want to be doing stuff and they want me to play and they want right. me to be there and all this. So I'm actually I would say taking a step back from taking pictures of my kids simply because I want to like be part of it more rather than just watching it through my lens. Yeah. I'm still shooting for myself. Like I shoot my garden and stuff like that, but it used to be every little thing. I was like, well, let me grab my camera. And I just kind of got over that for right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have so, so, so many pictures of my kids (laughs) doing, doing just random things, taking out the garbage or whatever, which is beautiful. And it's, you know, important and stuff like that. But um, I'm yeah. saving my camera kind of now for like the bigger moments, birthdays and before school portraits. And, you know, just if we get a new outfit that we really like or something special, that way they really aren't getting burnt out as they get older. Yeah. My my kids are starting to like demand money when I take pictures of them. So <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to like- Maybe that's what I have to do. A little bit. Um, I'm still good with candy, but money yeah, is no, coming we're at, soon, we're I'm at sure. We're at quarters at this point. So, I mean- <laughs> It's okay. The currency is going to just keep increasing. <laughs> I know. I you got to pay your models. Now. I mean, come on, Jessica. It's true. It's <laughs> a true story. I think I think that's a really important thing, too, because I, I, I do feel like I have been feeling sort of guilty, I think, about the fact that I'm not documenting my family in the way that I used to every day. I, and I think that's an important point that you made of, like, giving yourself permission to take a step back and just be sort of, like, present with your children and not necessarily right. being, like, you have document it all. Because my, you know, I was, I had sent a, a video or a picture, I don't know, a couple months ago, <laughs> last time I took pictures of my kids, to the girls, you know, and the Hello Storyteller admin team, because I find that my my children only do one of two things right now. They are either constantly playing some sort of sport, like football, basketball, baseball, something in the front yard, or they're like crouched down on the ground, like poking at worms and like frogs and like <laughs> stuff. So it's either like, they're just in one spot and they don't ever move or they're moving like just constantly. So I'm finding it sort of a challenge to be creatively inspired with them because they're just in a different phase of life right now. Right. But I think sort of being able to ebb and flow and sort of like give yourself permission to be like, I don't have to document Mm -hmm. all this like consistently is, is an important piece. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to take that little piece of advice and like give myself a break for feeling guilty. Well, and I used to, I had four kids in less than five years. So I was yeah. postpartum for five years, six years, seven mm-hmm. years, however long it takes to come out of that. Because I think I right. only just recently came out of it in my daughter. My 11? Is 11 30. years still appropriate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we just got to hold on to it as long as we can. Uh, yeah. But I also struggled with postpartum depression really bad. And mm-hmm. I didn't, again, know that until I was coming out of it. And for me, in that whole time, I was feeling overwhelmed with like client work and stuff like that. And I knew... That if I had something to say, or if I, you know, because I was emotional and hormonal and all those things, and I just had a lot to say at the time, and Mm -hmm. I knew that I could take good pictures of my kids. And so at the time, I felt like that's what I had to offer. I had good pictures of my kids to offer to the internet, to all these people that I don't know, but that, you know, (laughs) should care about me. (laughs) And that's 
and it worked and it was fine and they loved pictures of my kids um and then i would just randomly post a picture of me or a, a you know self-portrait of all of us or whatever and then i noticed that those actually got more interaction and things like that from mm -hmm. you know moms relating to me more than just the pictures of my kids and so for yeah. a long time i feel like i hid literally behind my kids not only would i use them in pictures to like hide myself i used their you know put pictures of them that i could take that are beautiful and they you know they brought in the attention that i was seeking as being you know stay at home with all these kids that don't speak english because they're babies and yep you know it just <laughs> it was what i what I did, it was my therapy. It got me through these, you know, dark quote unquote times. I wasn't that bad, mm -hmm. but you know, it was sad. I had moments and sure. And so it was just what I used to get through these things. And, um, along with like postpartum, I really just struggled with like getting overwhelmed with things. And I used my camera to literally view situations in, you know, a different, mm. at a different angle. Like if the kids made a big mm. mess, I could either get mad and upset about it, or I grab my camera, take pictures of it, and then, you know, post it to my stock site and make some money from the whole thing. So, <laughs> you know, right. it really Mindset, helped me, my friends. right. It really just helped me get through those years. I mean, I, I had a lot of kids really fast and, you know, it was mm -hmm. just, just now, like in the last six months, I would say I've come out of it and seen like how bad it actually was. And not that I was ever, mm. you know, like horribly sad or depressed or anything like that. But man, I was not myself. You know, I was, well, I, I don't know, know who that too, person Jess, was. That I remember watching you kind of go through uh, having your children, uh, you know, on Facebook because I followed you for a long time. And, um, you know, I think I, you had two at the time and, you know. And, um, and then you kind of disappeared for a while and I was like, Oh, where'd she go? And then you popped up again and I was like, yeah, she's back. <laughs> yeah. I'm real good at that. I either post like 19 times a day or not at all. So I, same, same. <laughs> it's yeah, it's hard. And we've, we've talked a lot on this podcast about sort of, you know, the ebb and flow and the up and down of motherhood. And, and similarly for me too, I, I had three kids in, in three years and, yeah, it's you're in the fog for a long time. You are surviving. Mm -hmm. You are oh, in survival absolutely. mode. Barely, yeah. it feels like mm -hmm. like like I'm yeah. I'm underwater here, and I can barely see the surface. And yeah, I you know I think I can relate to what you're saying too, because I think there was a there was a period of time in my life where you know that camera was the outlet. It was for sure. the conduit mm -hmm. through which you know I tried to work through whatever it was that I was going through at the time. So I think that's just it's so incredibly relatable because I think any any parent, mothers in particular, can understand like just how life altering and life changing it is to have children, um, regardless of how many you have. But especially when you have a lot of kids in a short amount of time, right? Like, it's just it's just a lot. And I think too, like we talked, you know, and I, I you know that ability to be able to connect with people and to, to see yourself and to see your story or your struggles reflected in somebody else is, is so powerful. And I, I'm not surprised that the images that you were posting of, you know, of the messes, right. Or these day-to-day -day things are the ones that sort of garnered, you know, engagement because God, we're just looking to, to see that we're not alone in right. whatever situation we happen to be in. Yeah. And that's so helpful. And, and so it's just so poignant to be able to look at somebody else. And also too, right, because, you know, we sort of tongue in cheek, I think, uh, talk about, you know, 
social media and Instagram and Facebook and and whatnot. And, and we're going to sort of segue into that in just a little bit too. But, you know, I've been really enjoying seeing less curated, perfect feeds and more authentic real life situations and real emotions and real thoughts and being able to be like, oh, it's not just me. <laughs> like, right. it's not just me that's dealing with, you know, with crazy kids or with an insane business here or, you know, with, you know, with, with mood, you know, and, and mental health, like it's, there's a lot of us, especially in this past year and a half. Right. So We're I mean, all a mess. For Some of us just hide it better than others. Absolutely. And thank you for being so honest and sharing about your experience too. Cause I think that's su- it's super important to, to be sort of transparent about those things. And I think I see that reflected a lot in, I mentioned at the top of the, of the episode, we, we saw, uh, you know, reflect, I see it reflected a lot in your reels. In fact, I feel like every single one of your reels that I've watched, I've been like, oh, yep, that's exactly, <laughs> it's yeah, if I've so learned anything accurate. From, if I've learned anything from like my shift in how I run my social media, mm-hmm. it is 100% that I am not alone, that we are not alone in all of the things that we are feeling and all the things that we feel only we are going through. We're right. not like literally more people are going through it and feeling the same things. If we feel ridiculous about them, then are not. And the people that are not are just not saying it. Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> You're just <Yeah>. lying. <laughs> this is kidding. Or just not able to be honest about it. Right. You know, or feel like well, they don't hard. have the space to be able to do it. But I think that's why it's it's so helpful to have people like yourself who are like, you know, what? I'm OK. I'm going to put it all out there because this is my reality and this is my truth. And I know people can can relate. And I think both as a mother and as a business owner, I enjoy sort of following you on social media, not because of your I mean, not only because your work is is beautiful and incredibly inspiring, but also, you know, what you write about and what you share about in your in your captions. It's not just the beautiful pictures, but it's also, you know, sort of the realness in sharing your stories, sharing your experiences, sharing, you know, your your triumph, sharing your struggles. Like it's just I don't know. I just really enjoy like being able to sort of like watch what you're doing and and how you're sort of working and walking through the world. And then as a business owner specifically, your reels just crack me up because yeah, I'm, I'm like, trying been... to keep them. I'm trying to keep them, you know, photography related. Uh, I mean, every day I'm like, man, I can make a reel about that, but I'm really trying to niche down what I'm sharing, <laughs> which has been really great for my photography career. So it's working, yeah. even though I have and all I these would... other ideas, but well, and yeah, I mean, having sort of that that niche is really important. I mean, the photo dad thing is so funny because oh, Randy. <laughs> Randy. Oh, Randy. Oh, Randy. Little Randy. It, it's just, it's so, it's so true, right? It, and, and you know what? Just... I have people coming to my sessions now and like the dad's like, I already know. And he like empties his pockets because <laughs> his wife like made him watch all these reels. And so it's working. The message is getting, awesome. out there. I love getting out there. They're emptying their pockets. It's good. <laughs> they're like, I'm, I'll make sure that I'm happy for the next 45 right, they're minutes. They're like, please don't make a reel about me. <laughs> Message received. I'll be good. Yeah. It's a cautionary tale. (laughs) So fun. But I, so I was, as I mentioned before, I was looking through sort of your Instagram, you know, page before we hopped on today. And and you mentioned at the top of the episode too, that, that your husband was just able to leave his job. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a lot of people that are part of our community. Actually, we did a poll not too long ago. The majority of the people that are in the health storyteller community are business owners, are people that are, that are in business and have been in business for probably, you know, two up to, and further years. 
And so I know that a lot of people that listen to the podcast are, are people that are in business or hoping to be in business or hoping to grow their business. And I think I would love if, you know, to talk to you a little bit about sort of how you have sort of worked your business and how you got to a point where you guys were able to make this sort of shift where you could go full time and your husband was able to leave his job. And um, because I think, I think sometimes it feels, uh, it feels unreachable when you're the parent of a lot of small children and you're trying to grow a business and you're trying to raise a family and you're trying to be a partner. And, and I think being able to see how other people have done that or some of the things, maybe tips or suggestions of things to think about would be really helpful. Um, well, I kind of always say that I actually suck at the business side of all of this. Um, I just want to take pretty pictures. My husband, actually, he has been working in Alaska for the last two years, and he had a really good job mm-hmm. up there. And we did that, you know, with the intention of doing sort of Dave Ramsey, you know, paying off stuff, getting kind of in a better yeah. place so that we could make this transition so that I could go full time and be, you know, quote unquote, head of household money wise. Yeah in a good spot. So we, you know, he, he sacrificed a lot so that we could do this. We paid off a lot of debt. We wanted to go into this on a good note, you know? Yeah. Uh, I still am shooting way too much. I still am not great at like saying no and balancing all that. I do have, um, you know, plans to make my schedule not as crazy next year. Now that I'm going full time, you know, I live in Montana. We have winter six months of the year. So, right. Um, yeah. That does so your season a little bit. <laughs> right. So now that I am full time, I do have plans to travel more to more, you know, warmer areas so I can shoot throughout winter. I'm going to California in November. I'm going to, uh, um, what's it called? Arizona in February. So, you know, that's oh, nice. a sacrifice. I mean, quote unquote sacrifice that I have to leave to work throughout <laughs> sure. the winter. Um, but yeah. I also told my husband that I'm taking one year off of parenting. So um, yeah. I get the next 12 months you. to just, you know, travel and do what I need to do. He's very on board with, he now, you know, is home with the kids and I need to do what I need to do to work. So mm-hmm. he'll get his, yeah. you know, he's got a hunting season coming up. That's a big deal for us. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. going to obviously let that go. But after that, it's like, I have to just do what I have to do to work. and. I'm going to be shooting way more than I ever was just because I can. And just because mm-hmm. now I will have, you know, eight hours a day to edit rather than four hours after bedtime. And so. Oh my gosh. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> uh, I, well, I don't know yet. Cause we just started this week. Yeah. You know, he got, he got home last Thursday. I started my new, like go to bed at 10 o'clock, get up at 6 AM. So that's been nice. I've actually been sleeping for the first time yeah. in seven years. I still don't know how to like deal with this the way my body feels because it feels like good you know um I don't have I don't have weird neck pains and stuff so it's just a lot of adjustment right now um and then the kids you know have to go back to school today so like I had to take them school shopping yesterday and the day before so my day has been cut in half but focusing on that like eight hour work day after five like I'm done I'm not gonna work all night long I'm not gonna be on my phone all night long and I think that even though everyone's like, Oh yeah, work for yourself. So you can work 24 seven. And I'm like, this is probably going to be the least amount of time I've ever worked because I'm going to have actual time dedicated to this yeah. and focusing on this. And just, I'm working on a, you know, like a pricing restructure so that maybe I don't have to work quite as much, but 
raising prices is always hard. I mean, for everyone, mm-hmm. I've had the same clients, you know, 90% of my clients have been with me since 2015. Right. So as my prices increase, I know that their budget is not increasing. So I know that can be difficult, but I'm also finding that a, my return clients 100% respect, you know, the process of how it all goes. And they're, right. you know, they've seen me, they followed me, they see the growth, they see all of it, they know it's coming. I do a Black Friday sale every year so that they do have a chance to get their session for next year to discounted rate always. That's usually where my return clients are getting their session for the next year so that I can still feel comfortable raising my prices and not feel like I'm getting out of reach of these people who have been so supportive since the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's always really important to me. I hired a bookkeeper this year, um, just like the last two months. And that's been huge for my business just because I'm Mm -hmm. finally actually seeing what I'm spending, what's coming in, what I shouldn't be spending. So that (laughs) I feel like, uh, you know, I always just kind of was willy nilly about taxes and finances and all that. Cause I didn't have to be, my husband had a job. I didn't have to work. Um, right. And so I'm still in that transitional period of being like, okay, I'm a legitimate business and I need to treat it that way. Yeah. Um, and then, and it's, scary and it's hard and it's probably going to ruffle some feathers. And I am not the kind of person who ever wants to ruffle feathers. I'm like, just want to make everyone happy all the time. But that's, yeah, (laughs) that's like the hardest part for me is being a business person. And so I don't have great advice on that yet because I'm still brand new, but I'm figuring it out as we go. And I don't think that, you know, if my husband hasn't, hadn't gone to Alaska and sacrificed all that time away from us, that yeah. that I would ever have felt comfortable to do this. Cause it's so scary. Um, especially when you just want to take pretty pictures. Like I don't want to do the business stuff. I just want to take pictures. Um, <laughs> so, I yeah. I, and I also have like control issues, so I can't really like outsource things, but I'm working on it. That's, you know, bookkeeper was step one. Yep. And yeah, it just, just to know, like, if you want to do this full time, like you just have to absolutely work hard and don't quit. That's my advice for everyone ever. Don't quit. If I would have quit two years ago when it would have been easy, I wouldn't be where I am now. If I quit today, I won't be any better tomorrow. Uh, It just literally when I like talk to my mentees, I'm like, just don't quit. Take pictures every day and don't quit. (laughs) Period. That's how you you do it. Yeah. And then the perseverance piece is so huge because, you know, it is, it is hard. Like being a business owner is hard. I think especially, you know, it was, you mentioned, it was funny because you said, you know, you never, you didn't feel like you could call yourself a photographer. You just said you took pictures. And I so relate to that because Mm -hmm. there was a long period of time where I was like, I don't like, what do I need to be doing to be able to like call myself a photographer? Like, I feel like I'm not there wherever. I didn't know what, where there was. I just didn't feel like I was there yet. And so, you know, I think sometimes, you know, I know for me, like the imposter syndrome was, was huge. It was like, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not really like full time, I guess, but I, you know, I do want to be taken seriously, but that sort of that transition from that mindset of part-time, even just being like, nope, this is full-time. Like, this is what I am doing full-time. This is my job. This is my career. I'm, you know, helping provide my family. Like sometimes just that mindset shift can help sort of redirect your your focus and your energy into like really understanding how to sort of put in the work, you know, for the business piece of things. And it's, you know, it's funny. I I feel like I, I tell my own mentees the same thing. I I'm like, at this point, 
maybe not this year, but in years prior to this, I probably spend as much, if not more time on the business side of things than I do actually like taking pictures. Yeah. And I think anytime that you are looking to turn something that you love into a business, you have to sort of be prepared for that. Or outsource it. Or outsource it, yeah. Yeah, Which I am not ready to do because I, like I said, I have control issues. So Um, I I don't (laughs) want someone to be like, well, here's your schedule. These are the people you're taking pictures of this week. I'm like, I can't deal with that. No, I need to like vet these people first off. I need to know who I'm going to be working with. I need to talk to them and see who they are. You know, I don't want to ever be the photographer who's doing it just to make money. I don't want to shoot you know, the most amount of sessions that I can to make the most amount of money. I want to shoot clients who want to work with me, period. Right. Um, so I, I, that's a struggle for me finding that balance. Yeah. Because you still, you know, I still want to enjoy what I'm doing. I want to enjoy right. people that I'm working for. And that yeah, is hard. Exactly. And, and having those sort of standards, having a criteria that you're looking for when you're looking for clients is so important. And I think there can be this sort of, uh, what's what I'm thinking of this sort of like, I need to say yes to, to every yeah. option, to every possibility. Like, especially when you're first starting out a business, um, be like, well, sure, sure. I'll shoot that. Sure. I'll do that. Sure. And mm-hmm. at a certain point you realize like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, that's how I feel about senior sessions. I, yeah, I don't do seniors you know, either. Two years ago, I was like, yeah, I mean, this seems like this could be fun. And then I did too. I was like, no, mm-mm, not for me. Mm. Don't like it. Don't want to do it. I find no joy in this. I will gladly refer you to somebody else. I don't want right. to do it. I actually, um, like two years ago, had a family friend reach out. Like she just thought because she knows my mom, automatically I would do this for her. And she's like, oh yeah. So what would you charge for seniors? And I said, I don't actually um, offer senior photography. And she said, why not? And I said, mm. because I don't have to. And she was so <laughs> taken aback like she just thought because she knew my mom and because I'm a photographer that I would just do this. And I'm like, I remember that so specifically. It was the first time that I really was like, nope, I'm not doing this because I don't want to. Yeah. And I don't have to, you know, I'm not in a place where I need to take every job that I can get like I did in the beginning when I literally would shoot yeah. anything that people would give me, you know, for $25. I mean, I had to buy those, yeah. you know, oh stack of CDs from Walmart. <laughs> to, I still you have know. them in my closet. <laughs> I think I do too. <laughs> I don't you even know, have a DVD player or drive or anything anymore. I use mine in the garden to keep the birds away. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you know, when you get to this. that point, yeah, when you just don't have, and it sometimes it comes across as arrogant or whatever, but like, I don't have to do everything. No, yeah. Because I do just fine doing families and doing, you know, very small, tiny little wedding elopements, like two or three a year, you know? Yeah. I have people like, oh, well, why don't, you know, why don't you shoot weddings? There's so much money made in that. And I'm like, clearly you don't know me at all because I'm not doing it to make money. Right. And, and again, that goes back to that concept of, you know, it's really hard. It's, it's hard to be self-employed. It's hard to be your own boss. Sometimes it's hard to be a one woman show and you don't want to compound those things in taking on work that you don't truly enjoy, that you don't truly like to do. And it's absolutely fine to try everything and then Mm -hmm. figure out what doesn't work You have to try to figure out what you want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you get going and you get confident and you feel better about it. And then you go and do something and then you're like, wow, I shouldn't have said yes to this because now I feel like crap about it. You know, you don't want to leave work feeling like you didn't do your best session. And that's when I do a picture. I don't photograph seniors. I don't do like individuals really that often. Um, I did one the other day actually for a lady and it was fine. It turned out great. I had fun, but I still had to like pull out my phone for notes because it's not something I do often and it's not second nature to me like everything else is. Yeah. 
And you, you know, you want to, I think it's important to, like, in any craft that you're doing, you know, you want to become an expert in that. Right. And it's, it's hard when you don't, when you don't feel that way. And I think that's yeah. hard for, for other people to understand that aren't in maybe a, you know, a creative field, but it would be akin to your boss coming in and saying to you, oh, hey, I need you to go, you know, work over in that other department across the hall when you don't know mm-hmm. anything about what they do over there. Right. <laughs> like, like you yeah. would not feel probably super comfortable about that. And like, well, I don't really know if I want to do that. That's how this is as well. Like, yeah. There's just certain genres of things. Like if someone was like, hey, do you want to come do, you know, a high fashion shoot? I'd be like, no. No. <laughs> no, thank I, you. There's nothing about that. I mean, that, I'd that. love to. I'd want to, but no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say is sort of, how do you approach your your family sessions? Like, what do you sort of look for in clients? And how do well, you sort I, of like approach I said, I have those sessions? a lot them? of returning clients. So, yeah. um, you know, I love to just tell the story of their new chapter of that year. You know, seeing their families grow. These people have been with me since I had my first kid and they had their first kids. So our kids are growing up together, even though they don't know each other. And when it comes to, like, a new client, it's not that I'm, like, turning people away for any sort of reason or anything. I just... I'm a big energy and vibe person. And if I'm talking to someone and I just have that gut feeling that it's not going to go great for whatever reason, (laughs) I really have learned to trust that gut instinct. Yeah. Yeah, I just, most of the time I can tell if people are coming to me for me, for my work, not, you know, uh, I don't want to say bargain shopping because I'm not inexpensive. So I know they're not bargain shopping when they come to me. Right. But I also have some people who, I mean, as ridiculous as this is, coming out of my mouth, people come to me simply because I do have, you know, kind of this established presence and name and people want to be associated with that. I'm, I've kind of found that the last year or so. And I'm like, that's strange. Um, Cause I've never been like the cool kid ever. And so it's just this weird feeling that I don't <laughs> understand yet. Yeah. You know, we went to like the kids open house on Monday and like three different people like, Oh my God, are you with Jessica Byram? And I'm like, what no they're like they're like, you oh, I follow you. <laughs> they follow you on instagram and i'm like that's so strange to me it's super weird <laughs> it, it is weird Insta it's also famous oh, it's so strange <laughs> which is also kind of why i've kind of pulled back posting my kids so much because like it's fine if i get recognized i don't really want yeah. my kids to get recognized in public so if you've been following me for a while like i i mean i assume you see that I used to like literally only post my kids and now I'm like, I barely post my kids. So that's been a huge change for me. And so when clients are like, really like, I love your work. Tell me what to wear. Tell me where to be. We'll be there. We'll do what you say. hundred percent like booking with you. That's what I want to hear because when clients just let me do what I need to do, that's when we have the best work. You know, that's oh, when yeah. it's all come together. And it's like, I always tell them like, if it feels awkward, it photographs well, whether it's what you're wearing, what you're doing, how I'm telling you to stand, how I'm telling you to do something. Like if it feels awkward, it will be good. I promise. And just, I need people to understand that they might be uncomfortable, but it will be worth it. And so, you know, when people come at me and they're like, this is my vision. And it's like blue jeans and t-shirts. I'm like, well, I'm not for you. Yeah. Yeah. So 1992. So I know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, being being given the freedom to be like, having that trust from your clients, and I think you know that sort of that's the beauty, right, of of having a right. really strong returning client base is that they trust you. Like they yeah, they say, "Tell me what to wear." Be tell okay. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've this, just in the last like two weeks, I've had a lot of like returning client sessions, 
And it's great because they're like, listen, we know it's going to be fine. Like our kids could be crazy and we trust you to tell us where to go. And, and it's just so freeing, I think, as a photographer to be like, to be trusted that way. Um, yeah. And to know that your clients are like, we're not worried or stressed out about this at all. And we're just going to. Right. I'm like the most together. relaxed person at sessions when kids are freaking out. I'm like, it's fine. I'm like, just let it be. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, no uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, Jessica, thank you so much for spending some time with us today and talking with us today. And if you could let our listeners know sort of how they can find you on social media, where to find your work, if they're in your area or now that you're traveling more, if they're interested in in having you, you know, for a session, Uh, we'll share this in the show notes too. But if you just want to sort of let people know uh, where they can find you, that would be great. Yeah. So I only do Instagram now. I am not on Facebook anymore. I don't do Twitter or whatever that one was with like the group chat conversation. I don't oh, do Clubhouse, anything like that. I have, that yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that still a thing? Is Clubhouse still around? Mm-hmm. I think so. It was real hot there for a second. And then it yeah, was and like... I, I, I never got, I never went on it not one time and uh, feel pretty proud about that. I actually have <laughs> prided myself on really narrowing down where I'm showing up on social media. So I have one Instagram. It's at Jessica Byron Photography. I post everything there. I don't even have a personal one anymore. Uh, I just share what I need to on that one. It links to my website where all my pricing and travel schedule is at. Anyone's interested in that. Um, and I post on Instagram in my stories, like when I'm going somewhere new and I kind of put sessions out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not hard to find if you're on Instagram. Other than that, I am hard to find because <laughs> I'm just not there. <laughs> So yeah, unless you are on Instagram, I'm not really around. Um, Well, and if you have not, (laughs) yeah. And if you have not checked out Jessica's Instagram feed, do yourself a favor after your kids go to bed, pour yourself a drink and just go through her reels because, you know, you're you're going to die. It's going to be a treat. (laughs) And then, and then the next morning with a cup of coffee, go sit down in some quiet and scroll through her feed because you'll just be mm. blown away by how beautiful and emotive and connected her work is. So You wouldn't believe really how many good. people find me through reels and don't realize that I'm also a good photographer until <laughs> like, <laughs> right. they're like, oh my God, like, I just, just saw your pictures. You're really good. I'm like, um, welcome. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Like, yeah. well, thank <laughs> you for being here. Tap over. <laughs> right. <laughs> tap oh, over so to the funny. feed. That's yeah. So check out both. Um, and then again, Thank you so much for spending some time with us. It was great to get to talk to you and, and learn some more about you. Um, and we hope that this is not the, the, the last of our collaborations with you and Hello Storyteller. So we look forward to maybe being able to connect with you again in the future. Yeah, um, sounds good. Thank you for having me. My first podcast. Woo-hoo! Yay! I don't even Yay! listen to the podcast, but maybe I have to listen to this one. <laughs> You're gonna there you go. To, my <laughs> And as always, uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for um, spending some time with us this week. And um, if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe. Feel free to leave comments. Um, You can always drop us messages via the Hello Storyteller Instagram if you have ideas of topics or people you'd like us to talk to. And otherwise, everyone have a fantastic week. Thanks so much. Bye, friends.